0: 5. Fanboys and Coke I parked a matte black Ford Fairlane under the yellow glow of a street lamp. There was no way in hell I'd leave Betty Bang Bang out of sight, where street youths could jack her wheels, key her color, or... or worse. What was worse? I had no idea, but wanted no part in it. Betty had been in the Pap family since the early days, and I had every intention of taking her to my grave. What's the plan, Stan? Brit asked. The first part of the plan is that you never call me Stan. Can I call you Al? Brit teased. I turned to face Brittany, my eyes wide. Really? We're about to score smack and you're cracking wise? Brit shrugged. I crack for smack, you know that. I do be, sorry. Now might not be the best time for your usual shenanigans. Brit slapped me on the chest. The time is always best for my quirky sense of fun. Besides, I'm cute enough to get away with it. I leaned over and kissed Brit. That you are, my dear, that you are. So the plan? Yeah, that. My voice faded to nothing to give my brain time to think. It's a bar. My guess is we walk in, tell the bartender we're looking for... Rommie? Brittany caught my lapse. Right, we're looking for Romney. When he refuses to give quarter, we slide him a couple of bills for his trouble and wait for him to cave. Once we've been introduced to Romney, we score. Easy peasy. Brit shook her head. "'Nothing's that easy and or peasy. "'Expect shit to go wrong, otherwise we'll wind up—' "'Point made, darling. "'Let's just get our asses in there, make the score, "'and get the hell out of this dirty dodge.' "'Betty's door swung open with a Jurassic squeak. "'I made a mental note to oil the hinges, "'knowing full well I'd forget the note to self within minutes of making it. "'It's the way of the punk.' We walked through the doors of the dive and into the past. The decor of the joint was pure southern fried rock. Interior designed by Molly Hatchett and Company. Even the smell that greased my nostrils smacked of Freebird and Budweiser, cigarette smoke, dirty denim, rusty nails, and bad porn. The clientele was equally appointed. Too much facial hair and too little care for modern fashion. Not one person glanced our way. I was used to it. Considering how the punk scene had shriveled to tiny fiefdoms peppering the landscape, it was the rarest of occasions that someone would recognize me. Brittany, on the other hand, in her retro-fashion hotness, was quite recognizable. Good thing the current crowd was more interested in drowning their sorrow du jour in a glass of liquid loss." We made our way to the bar. Somehow we managed to get lucky and the crowd of weeping, seeping drunks parted to let us through. I caught the keep's attention and he made his way to us. What can I get for you, strangers? I hesitated and glanced at Brit. She caught the look of fear in my eyes and took command. We're looking for Romy, the bartender's face blanched. He tilted his head and leaned in toward us. No idea what you're talking about. Without pause, Britt pulled the envelope forward and gave it a tap on the bar. She eased the flap open to display the stack of green within. The bartender nodded slowly. I see. Follow me. My pulse raced as we chased after the man in the stained white-skinned tee and dreadlocks. Why did it always have to be Skinnerd, Molly Hatchet, or 38 Special? Just once, I'd like to see someone behind a bar sporting Ramones, Dead Kennedys, or punk-ass punk gear. We found ourselves winding past the bathrooms. The smell of hot, fresh urine clogged my nostrils. I held my tongue, hard and fast. The last thing we needed was for me to piss off old Dreadneck, and have him escort us out of his fine establishment by the balls. He pulled on his retractable key fob, unlocked a door marked Diligaff, and swung it open.